Thank you for joining us for another episode of Meet the Artist. I'm your host, Alexander Lancaster. First Friday is coming up this weekend, y'all. So please go out and check out some art that is happening on our First Friday Art Walk. If you need information on how to find locations that are participating with First Friday Art Walk, go to artsconnect.org or visit our page, 785 Dot com. 785 is all spelled out, so 785.com, and there's a nice calendar for you to check out things that are happening. And on that list of things that are happening is our show here at Two Wolf Studio, 2020 in hindsight. We have some really awesome artists that are participating in this show. It's a competition show, so make sure you come out, give us your feedback, and check out the art. One of the artists is Jeremy Wangler, and he's a photographer, and that's where we're going to start with our interview. Let's just get right to it. Thank you for joining us. So my guest is Jeremy Wangler, and he is uh, a photographer, an artist here in Topeka, and just like, let's just go into describe your art. What kind of art do you do? All right. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I do. I do photography. Um, that's been my love uh, most of my life and I, in the last few years I've tried to make it more than just a hobby. Uh, I love Kansas, I love going out and capturing the beauty of Kansas, but I also don't mind kind of looking at some of the, the ugly and, and pointing my camera that direction and, and kind of forcing us to, to look at some of that stuff and think about it as well. So. So are you from Kansas? I'm from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh-huh. I've been in Topeka for most of the last 15 years. Wow. So, is, is is landscapes kind of similar? Yeah, they are. They're they're both very you know prairies and and uh-huh. rolling hills, flat and rolling hills out here, and, and they start to get a little more rocky as you head out west. What what kind of what got you started on on taking pictures and um, photography? Just always enjoyed having a camera with me on you know family vacations, stuff like that. Um, in the last. When you was a kid? When I was a kid, yeah, growing yeah. up and, and a young adult as well. Uh, in the, a wedding present 10 years ago, I got a, a, a nicer camera, a nicer digital camera. And then a few years ago, I upgraded that and then just upgraded again this year. So it's... it's nice. Yep. What, what was the camera you remember as a kid having? Like, Oh... I remember I, when I was I, a kid. I, I mean, I had a couple cameras that were yeah, just like... I, I don't have a specific one, but I grew up using film. Yeah. Uh, probably t- I was too young then to afford a really nice film camera, uh-huh. so I remember always having disposable yeah, film cameras. Yeah, me too. Yep. Those are always easy if you lose them or bust them or yep. something. They're yep. easier to replace. <laughs> yeah, so, perfect for a kid. But yeah, I grew up taking you know one or two those cameras with me on vacations and stuff, and paying to have film developed and hoping they turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. So now do you do your do you um, develop your own? Pictures. Uh, I, I've only dabbled in that a little bit. I do all digital now. All, yep. Yeah. 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 Do you do you uh, do you like use any Photoshop or anything like that? To, yeah, yeah. To, I definitely use Photoshop. I use Lightroom, another Adobe product. Yeah, Lightroom yeah. seems yeah. like it's a pretty popular one. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I, I. I'm not ashamed that I, I use those. No, products. it's um, you know you shouldn't be. It's yeah, a tool that is. is there to use. It's like yep. me with an airbrush. You know, I mean, it's a tool, and yep. 
you know, people need to pick up tools and, and, and make some art. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not a big fan of completely having it look like it's been Photoshopped, but yeah, it's, it's a great tool to have. Yeah. Mm. So let's, tell us a little bit about like, what you brought for the show this coming sure. first Friday. We, we, we titled it 2020 in Hindsight. Right, and, and I was really excited when I saw that call for art because yeah, I, I did a couple, I guess, projects you could call them or a series. Um, and I brought a few pieces from those. One of them, I did a series called Birds Are Dinosaurs. And birds are, are you know, evolutionary from the same kind of line as dinosaurs. Yeah. And um, I kind of looked at, spent a lot of time looking closely at birds uh, in my backyard. This was back in April last year, I think, so very early in the pandemic. And uh, I was working from home, doing it. Our whole family was at home then. And spent a lot of time looking at the birds uh i had a couple feeders they'd come to and just capturing close-ups of their details and and kind of looking at what makes them look like dinosaurs and it turned out being really a good look at kind of the survival instincts of birds and and just their adaptability their evolution and and i kind of saw that a lot in myself and just all of us especially as we dealt with the pandemic beautiful yeah so where can somebody find that series? Uh, JeremyWengler.com is my website, and that's right. um, one of the series I feature on that website. Wow. Uh, called Birds Are Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So have you developed any of that yet, that series? Uh, this, bringing the, the three pieces here to this show was the first time I've shown any of it, uh-huh. besides online. Uh-huh. And uh, I've printed some of it for myself, but this is the first time I've printed it for to show publicly. And when they get to your website, will they be able to find prices, um, sizes, or how would that work? Website doesn't have prices or sizes because you know I can do just about anything from uh-huh. from any of my digital prints people find. Uh-huh. Um, but they can view anything and. Uh, yeah. Is there a place to order, or do they just need to send you an email? Send me an email. Yeah, I don't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not a, like a uh, commerce kind of no. Website. It's more it's of just a, a yeah showcasing my work. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely go check out that page, um, yep. and also come here on First Friday, and will you be able to join us on First Friday that night? I, I will. Yeah. I will, All right. I will be. So here then you'll night. be able to come and actually meet the artist. Oh, uh, that's going to be, gonna be awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I appreciate you having this talk, and I'm looking forward to seeing your work, more of your work too. Do you have anything in uh, any projects in in planned or in store? I'm working on another black and white series that's kind of dealt with kind of isolation of of COVID and just isolation in general, but it not treating it as a bad thing, treating it as a, as a way to kind of focus on re-energizing yourself and getting rid of what you don't want and what you don't need and coming out yeah. stronger and, nice. and isolation can be an opportunity to do that yeah speaking yeah. of opportunity you had an opportunity to be in the artist inc was that the classes is that, yeah it was that? a artist inc fellowship it can, was a, tell us just a little bit about that because i've heard a little bit about artist inc i'm sure other people have especially yeah. on this channel because uh, arts connect is a big supporter in our yep. channel so tell us a little bit about artist inc and yeah your artist, experience arts connect put that on through through Artist Inc. It's a, it's a program that's at, at least regionally, so, and, and yeah. they decided to bring it here to Topeka. And it's yeah. an eight-week program, and it's just, it was a great opportunity for me. It, it's um, it's kind of 
got me into setting goals for myself. Uh, it kind of gives me a lot of checklists of, you know, am I on social media? Am I, is my website how it should be? Am I, am I keeping a, a budget as an artist of not just what I sell, but what I've spent and, and just, you know, they, they really want you to, they want artists to succeed as, and, and that's, yeah. That's awesome. I, I've talked to a couple of people about it, and uh, it almost seemed like it was, for some of the artists, uh, it was kind of a fire lit under them. They're like, man, I need to do a little bit more, or, yeah. or you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back into the art stronger than I've ever been. Yeah, and for me, it was to really get started, because I'd never, never shown work anywhere. Uh, last year was the first time I got into a show, and then as I started Artist Inc. this year, it's, it's over now, but it was early this year. Uh-huh. And one of my goals was to, to get into three different galleries and within a year. And this month of June, I'll have stuff showing in five different places. So there you go. I've already shattered that goal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations Thank on you. that. Yeah. Sounds like a really great program. Yeah. It sounds like they will offer it again. Yeah. And uh, it should be in person then. So it'll. Yeah, so you all had had to do it. We all did it on Zoom. Zoom, Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for talking to us. And we look forward to seeing you on First Friday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Up next is my next guest, Christine Luber. And she is a a fabric artist here in Topeka. And I'm just, I'm blown away by her pieces when she brought her pieces into uh, the gallery for this show coming up. Uh, this first Friday, I was just amazed at what she can do with fabric. And so you guys got to check it out. We'll give you some links on how to go look at some of her work. But most definitely come in and check out the work in person here at Two Wolf Studio and Artist Den. This weekend, it's first Friday, guys. And first Friday is all downtown, all around town. We have a bunch of places to visit if you want to come downtown. And we have some great restaurants as well. So come out here and support downtown. We're trying to kick it back up. I'm Alexander Lancaster, and our next guest is Christine Luper. She's an artist. She's, she, has a, she works as fabric that I know of for sure. But we're about to find out what else goes on with her art. Thank you so much for joining us, Christine. Christine? Well, most people know me by Chris, but when I'm an artist... I don't know why I went to Christine. That was strange. (laughs) Well, when I'm an artist, I use Christine, just to be different from my other self. Okay. Yeah. So when somebody asked you, what kind of art do you do, how do you answer that question? Well, I guess I would say fabric art. That is actually an interesting question because a lot of time it's a drop-down menu and I don't know what to check because I do many, many things. Often it's called textile, and that mm-hmm. includes lots of other mm-hmm. things like weaving and mm-hmm. garment making, and I really don't mm-hmm. do much of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm an airbrush artist, and so a lot of times it's like textile is what they call it, but I also don't do very much of that. But then again, fabric and canvas are close to the same things, I mean, along well, the lines. And sometimes it's called fiber. Uh-huh, and fiber. fiber arts includes things like basket weaving. Nice. <laughs> so it's it's pretty broad. Yeah. So for somebody like we don't have visuals of your art, somebody could check out your art someplace online. Can they? 
Well, I have my Facebook page, which is Christine A. Luber, mm -hmm. fabric artist. All right, and they could check your art out there. But for for just as a description, kind of describe how you make your art, what you do. Well, I use post-consumer textiles and other sewing notions, which if you're a sewer or a quilter, you would know what I'm talking about. But I've noticed that a lot of people, because sewing is not real common anymore, mm -hmm. uh, are quite fascinated when they see me if I'm in an art show and I can show them what I do. They ask a lot of questions about mm -hmm. how I do this. Mm -hmm. One of my big focuses is that I usually don't buy anything. And so I'm using, that's why I called it post-consumer fabric. Wow. And I have a lot of fabric because my mother did a lot of sewing. When I was younger, I sewed all my own clothes. And we are the kind of people who don't throw those scraps away. Yeah. And so that's what I use. And then when people find out that I use a lot of fabric, a lot of people have fabric that they're never going to use anymore that's left over from their projects. They give it to me. And if I really need something specific, I might be getting it from a thrift shop. Mm -hmm. Or the latest thing out there are what are called creative reuse stores. Uh-huh. And the closest ones that I know of are in Kansas City. There's yeah. a place called Fabric Recycles that looks like the inside of your grandma's attic. Wow. And uh, Casey There's Scraps. There's a lot of reused, I mean, uh, unused stuff that people had extra of or something. Right. And if you had oh. a grandma or a mother who did a lot of sewing, you would yeah. know that all that stuff is left over. It yeah. could be trims. Yeah. It could be fasteners. Yeah. Uh, fabric, of course, thread, yarn. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people who knit and crochet have lots of leftover yarn, and I use all of that in my art. I understand that. Really, I do have a grandmother who sewed all the time, and she, yeah, everything that was anything that she could salvage was like, she's like, yes, this, it could be used for this. This could be a different project, or this could be sewn into even a quilt or something. You know, uh, your art is like whenever you dropped it off, you have three pieces that you dropped off for our show called um, 2020 in hindsight. And so it's some pieces that you worked on um, this past year. When you dropped it off, I had it sitting in my studio area where people could kind of see it, but I wasn't trying to let them see it yet because it's not ready for the show. It's not uh, it's not ready to be seen in the gallery yet so i was kind of trying to keep the big surprise but some people have peeked around was like what is that i love it and like you said a lot of questions came to me you know like how does she do this um like this is just amazing the way that you do your thread and do you work on that style of art a lot or yeah what i gave you i gave you two landscapes that are mostly yeah. sky yeah, that was beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah. And I'm kind of known for my landscapes, my prairie landscapes. I enter shows. There are lots of shows in Kansas that are uh -huh. particularly about the Flint Hills or the prairie. Uh -huh. And I do enter a lot of those. Right now I have a piece in the Symphony in the Flint Hills show nice. down in Cottonwood Falls. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of known for my prairie skies. I mean, we love our sunsets. We do. Here in Kansas. We do. Yes. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I am right now looking at a piece. I have, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go see who the artist is, a, a 
acrylic painting, I think there's a beautiful sky. But looking at it, if, I were, if you were looking at it with me, you'd be able to see how I could do that, what's done in paint on that canvas with fabric. That is what's amazing. And I, I think, I've looked at them a few times, so I, I don't think that it's like a whole bunch of pieces sewn together like a quilt. You're actually using like the thread to draw the lines and stuff? Is that what's going on? Well, they actually are quilts. They are. The reason they are quilts is because okay. a quilt is defined as three layers okay. that is sewed together to hold it together. Yeah. Now, okay. I am not a quilter. I have never... I was going to ask that. I was wondering. But I use those quilting techniques. And then I use thread painting. I was so fortunate that a friend of mine who had purchased lots of gorgeous colors of thread, it gummed up her machine and so she gave me all these thread colors. Without that, I would not be able to use what is known as thread painting. Yeah, that's So the thread wow. goes across, and you know there are layers of fabric. I will often go from um, you know like a purplish haze at the horizon line, and then go into maybe a sun, bright mm-hmm. yellow sun, oranges, purples, blues. Mm-hmm. And then to tie that all together, the thread painting just goes through that to make the detail and it goes from side to side usually Uh all the way across and they're beautifully displayed they're looks like they're sewn onto a canvas or i don't even know if you'd say sewn on i don't know how how you describe it how do you describe it well they're actually gallery wrap yeah you wrapped them around the cap the canvas did i mean what a beautiful job you did like for real thank you and uh, just just so the listeners know, this is a competition, so uh, people should come out and give their feedback about the art that's going to happen this uh, next first Friday. But your art, yeah, I, I really have enjoyed like just looking at it in full detail when you dropped it off. I was like pretty quick about it, but then after that, I was like, oh my goodness. What's the biggest piece you've ever made? About 46 inches long not, and wow. narrow because it was a sky. So. Yeah, wow. I don't really like to, I like the big pieces, but they're much harder to stretch on the canvas. I don't have more trouble actually making them, but the bigger it is, the harder it is to stretch onto the canvas nice yeah. and tight. I can so. imagine that, yeah. How, how long have you been doing this? Oh, about 12 years. Yeah. What was your inspiration? Well, my, like I was saying, my mom sewed and, quite frankly, was having all that fabric. Yeah. I wanted to do something with it. you got to do something with it. And um, I'm always, I've actually written a piece for a national magazine about inspiration because I get inspiration, like, everywhere. There are quilting shows on TV, and yeah, yeah. they teach me all sorts of things, or, or on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, but a, a lot of things, like, Seriously, sitting here and looking at the other people's art, that is inspiring me right now. And one of the other things that I make, besides the landscapes that are here, uh, I make three-dimensional flowers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my wow. inspiration for that is basically looking at flowers. I do a lot of research to see what would make... They don't look realistic. But you do do, do the research to 
know the real details. If when somebody people, knew exactly what flower that was, they would be like, this is the only thing that's wrong if you didn't do those research, that research, well, right? <laughs> not that so much even. <laughs> that's how I feel about my art sometimes. Like, <laughs> I don't want to draw a bird unless I can get it exactly right. I don't want somebody who loves that bird to go, that's not exactly right. <laughs> I don't go that far. <laughs> what I'm more concerned with is that people know what it is. I make leaves too, so you know I want them to know this is a maple leaf. Yeah. This is an oak leaf. Uh-huh. It's God makes better leaves, but um, <laughs> yeah. and and so most recently I've been making uh, lily pads and water lily flowers. Mm-hmm. That was my latest thing that I just got the notion that would be fun to make. Uh, this was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, a number of years ago, I started making red poppies that are about a foot in diameter. Uh-huh. Those have been pretty popular, and they're a lot of fun to make. I love to see them, yeah. The outside, the first one I made, you talk about inspiration, the first one I made from some fabric that had been curtains in my mother's kitchen when I was a little girl. Very waxy. It's called polished cotton, and I don't think it exists anymore. But most people, when they see those poppies, ask me, if they're plastic on top, but it's just a really shiny fabric. And it was that fabric reminded me of the poppies that we got, um, I'm of a certain age, but back in the day, uh, the poppies that were given out (laughs) on Memorial Day were polished like that. Mm -hmm. And so this fabric just said to me, Make me make a poppy. (laughs) And, And then I put beading in the middle for the center and, no, it doesn't look like a poppy, but everybody would know it was meant to be a poppy. Yeah, that's beautiful. So are you from Topeka, or are you from uh, Kansas all your life? or what? No. Tell us I a little spent, bit about your life. Yeah, like, I spent my childhood in Wisconsin, in the Milwaukee area. Uh-huh. And then the first half of my adult life, I lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, yeah. And did not move here until the late 90s. Uh-huh. That's in is Ohio. It's got beautiful skies there too. Then right, those places have more trees. That makes a huge difference in what you can see in the sky. The horizon, They're yeah. They're beautiful in a very different way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been pleasant to talk to you and learn a little bit more about you. Um, I appreciate you being here, and I, I encourage everybody to come in. Will you be able to be here on First Friday? For I to... think I can. Well, then if people want to come meet you, then they can come up here on First Friday and check out your art and check out our show that's going to be happening. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you.